Welcome to Lung Cancer Concerted, the podcast of the International Association for the Study of Lung Cancer, a global organization dedicated to research and practice advances in thoracic oncology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud and at islc.org in the newsroom. We are your hosts, Dr. Narjus Flores and Dr. Stephen Liu. Welcome to Lung Cancer Considered. I'm Dr. Stephen Liu, Director of Thoracic Oncology at Georgetown University. And I'm Dr. Narjus Flores, Associate Director of the Cancer Care Equity Program at Dana-Farber and an Assistant Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. In this episode of Lung Cancer Considered, we'll be previewing the upcoming 2023 World Conference on Lung Cancer to be held in, between September 9th and 12th in Singapore. WSCLC is the flagship meeting for IASLC. This is a global multidisciplinary meeting designed really for anyone involved in thoracic oncology, physicians, nurses, clinicians, researchers, scientists, survivors, students, advocates. There really is something for everyone. It is an important outlet for all of us to hear the latest updates, to exchange research findings, and to learn from each other's perspectives. WCLC rotates between the Americas, Europe, and Asia. This year, 2023, the meeting will be held in Asia, specifically in Singapore. And we are joined today by all three of the chairs for this meeting. I'd like to welcome our chairs. We have Dr. Ping Lee, pulmonologist, professor of medicine at the National University of Singapore, and senior consultant at the National University Cancer Institute in Singapore. Ping, thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone. We are also joined by Dr. Fiona Hengi-Johnson, radiation oncologist at Peter McCollum Cancer Center in Melbourne, Australia, senior research fellow at the University of Melbourne, and director of the Trans-Tasman Radiation Oncology Group. Fiona, thank you for being here with us. Hi, thank you for having us. It's great to catch up with everybody. And we're also joined by Dr. Chi Lee, medical oncologist, senior research fellow, associate professor and clinical lead at the Clinical Trial Center of the University of Sydney in Australia. Chi, we're glad to have you here today. Thank you. All right, Chi, starting with you, can you give our listeners some of the important dates that are related to work conference for 2023? Uh, so WCLC uh, will be held, as you heard, in Singapore. September 9 to uh, 12 uh, this year. Early registration deadline is in June the 9th, and regular registration deadline is in July uh, 21st. Now, Fiona, WCLC, who should attend this meeting? You know, Stephen, that's such a great question because we often have the perception that this conference is purely for clinicians, but in reality, it is something which patients, advocates, consumers and industry will all find really engaging and important. There's also a virtual option. So if it's hard for you to travel to Singapore, you can always participate in the conference virtually as well. Thank you. And as we talk this year, the meeting is in Singapore. World Conference on Lung Cancer was meant to be in Singapore a few years ago, but the meeting went virtual due to the pandemic. Pink, for those ISLC members who had never been in Singapore, what should they expect? How did you plan for this trip? Hello, everyone. Um, Singapore welcomes everyone to uh, attend the WCLC. And Singapore is a tropical island state, one degree north of the equator. 
It is also a melting pot of different nationalities, a multicultural society. It is really a food and shopping paradise. It also represents a gateway to many exotic destinations around Southeast Asia. So in addition to the stellar program that we have planned for you, uh, Singapore is definitely a destination to come to attend the WCLC. So I should bring my summer dresses and very comfortable shoes to get to explore. Definitely. Uh, Light-coloured clothes, uh, sunglasses, uh, sunscreen, and perhaps the umbrella because occasionally we do have downpours and the umbrella will keep you dry. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm planning. I'm packing already. I'm so excited. Cool. <laughs> i also remind uh, visitors to be sure they check with the local regulations with regard to visa requirements for traveling to Singapore ahead of time. Um, but yeah. I do believe the process is pretty straightforward. Yes, that's right. Now, the three of you combined have been to many WCLC meetings over the years. Uh, Chi, do you have any general tips for first-time attendees to WCLC? I would like to extend a welcome for those first-time attendees uh, that will be coming to Singapore this year. WCLC obviously is a very busy conference, uh, and perhaps you know it can be overwhelming for those who attended, uh, who will be attending for the first time. We have a specific first-time attendee session. Uh, this is predominantly aimed at trainees and young attending who are just newly qualified as uh, oncologists or, or as researcher. And I would strongly recommend that they come to this uh, session that will be held on the very first day of the conference. Gee, that's very important. I attended that first time, you know, some of these workshops are for early faculty or for trainees. And it's very helpful not only to learn, but also to network with other members of ISLC. So Fiona, along those lines, let's see, you get the program for work conference and you're a little bit overwhelmed because there are many sessions happening at the same time. What are your tips for our members as they prepare not only to travel, but also to actively participate in the conference from home or in Singapore? Yeah, it, it is overwhelming. I mean, we have an scientific program with a lot of um, really exciting science being presented. So I think it's important to try and get to as much of that as possible. Fortunately, there's the highlights of the day session, which um, where you have an expert summarizing a lot of important data, which is presented the day before, which is a good way to catch up because there's just no way you can make it to all the sessions in person. One tip that I love personally for myself is to look outside the box, outside of your own discipline. And personally, some of the best sessions I've been to have been in tracks like biology or pathology, which are not directly related to what I do clinically, but are just so informative in terms of my clinical practice. And it's a wonderful opportunity to engage with our patient advocates, our allied health group, as well as with our global health group to really look at um, really interesting and important issues which may be affecting your clinical practice in the region. So I would say be open-minded, take in the really important science, but also take advantage of the huge amount of variety and the enormous levels of expertise across all those areas as well. Great tips. Uh, Ping, any other tips for those attending WCLC in person? 
I think the biggest advantage of attending in person is to meet the giants in thoracic oncology. And we have managed to invite uh, many of these individuals coming to the WCLC in Singapore. In addition to that, uh, it may be a platform for young investigators, researchers, or clinicians to touch base or network with the other institutions and also a multidisciplinary approach, as well as um, we have a, a kind of a unique program planned that's a wellness in uh, physicians for the physicians' wellness, as well as a segment on women in thoracic oncology. But more importantly, uh, Her Royal Highness uh, Dina Mirit will be coming. So this, uh, she's a very strong advocate um, in e equitable access, as well as in uh, tobacco risk uh, reduction prevention. So it, coming in person definitely has its advantages. That's going to be a, a really important session. Um, Narjus, let me sneak in a question to you. Do, do you have any tips of your own for WCLC attendees? I think as somebody who has not as much experience, my number one tip is be aware of time zones when you create your schedule. So when you are setting up your calendar advice or your plans for the conference, make sure you put it in Singapore time. Because otherwise, when you lap land in Singapore, your schedule is going to make no sense. So be mm -hmm. mindful of time zones. And the second thing is go and explore some of the local culture and food. It is a privilege for many to get to travel and get to experience the cities where all colleagues work. Absolutely. These are great points. And you know, WCLC, I think, is a very uh, nice, uh, considered schedule. There's a lot of data, a lot of tracks happening at once. You got to plan in advance. Um, it, it's not going to be as productive if you're sort of shooting from the hip. And so it's best to to really sit down and plan what you want to attend, to leave some time to get from one session to another, bring some business cards, meet some people. Don't be shy. Uh, everyone that attends WCLC is generally very warm, very kind. So really step up, introduce yourself and, and make some connections. It's really uh, one of the, the big parts of, of this meeting. That is true. And I have to say, I always like to give a little wiggle room for the jet lag, to be very honest with you. I'm not a great mm. jet lagger. Some people are, but I'm not. So as the meeting is almost here, and as one of the chairs of the 2024 World Conference in San Diego, I know the planning process starts far in advance. This is more complicated than planning a wedding. Can you tell us a little bit about the challenges of planning such a large global meeting. Jay? Uh, Najus, I would just like to congratulate you by being nominated as one of the uh, chair for WCLC 2024. And as you know, uh, it's also a, a, a big birthday celebration for ISLC as well in 2024. I guess in terms of planning, it involves a lot of groundwork early on and uh, having you know, engaging with different leaders and speakers during the process, having some sort of good time management and keeping up uh, to the task that's required to be done. And more importantly, I, I have to assure you that you don't have to feel overwhelmed, which uh, many of us have some concern, particularly when you're stepping on this role, because the ICS is actually uh, wonderful in terms of supporting us. And they have done this for many years now, and they will be able to advise you the appropriate steps in planning for WCLC 2024. 
I, I mean, give yourselves a little credit. The three of you did a, a tremendous job putting together what looks to be a very robust program. Fiona, WCLC is such an important meeting for trainees, for junior faculty, you know, to learn the field, but also to really meet with others in the field, as, as you mentioned. Can you talk a little bit about how the program was made with trainees in mind? Mm. We, we really have talked about this and thought about this a lot because, you know, all three of us, as well as Dr. Kelly, we're just so, we remember what it's like to be a trainee and how hard it is. So there is, um, as Chi um, has said already, a specific program as a preceptorship workshop the day before, and that is open to everybody who is an early career physician or trainee. There's also craft-specific groups. There's a radiation oncology technical workshop, which is being led by Kristen Higgins and Fiona McDonald, and they've pulled together a great group of clinicians from the area to really allow people to interact in a sort of more intimate form with senior clinicians, as well as acquire technical skills in radiation oncology. And then throughout the meeting, as Ping has already said, we have sessions for gender equity in thoracic oncology and for well-being, which are really a wonderful way of, of interacting across disciplines and with more senior clinicians in your field. And, and again, in a more intimate environment where you get to meet people one-on-one. So we're providing many, many opportunities for networking, for informal get-togethers. Some of my best research ideas and and clinical trials have actually come from random meetings at WCLC. So we're trying to encourage that as much as possible, as well as providing a really strong educational program for trainees. This is wonderful. I love everything, Fiona, that you mentioned. I'm so excited to go. Being a unique aspect of World Conference is the global and multidisciplinary focus. How do you ensure that all the different specialties were appropriate appropriately represented at the meeting? Yeah, that's a very good question. So uh, for starters, as you can see, the current chairs comprise of um, Fiona as a radiation oncologist, Chi as a medical oncologist, as well as me as a pulmonologist. So in the planning of the WCLC program, we are very careful in making sure that each discipline that works tirelessly, tirelessly towards bettering cancer care would be represented in this uh, conference. And this extends from bench work research uh, to patient advocacy, as well as uh, very good programs where individual uh, disciplines are well represented. So definitely a conference uh, to mark your date and to come and uh, share with all of us, as well as to learn from all of us. I've, I've got the dates blocked out uh, already. I've had Narju's uh, recommendation. I better go back and double check the time zones, but we've booked our flights already. I'm really excited to go as well. Uh, what are the three of you most looking forward to at WCLC 23? Uh, Chi, maybe we'll start with you. I think, you know, it has really been such a long time since uh, we've been locked down because of COVID and that the world is opening up and, you know, uh, WCLC uh, in this year in Singapore, which I hope, you know, will be the first conference whereby we can truly all come together now that there's no longer travel restriction pretty much in most countries all over the world. That, you know, it's a time to actually be able to see old friends and network again. 
Now, the meeting itself, as you know, is a premier lung cancer conference, and I'm very excited uh, to see many clinical practice-changing trials uh, with their abstracts has already been submitted. And I look very much uh, that the results will be reported, and hopefully this will change our practice uh, when we leave the conference. No, ex- absolutely. Fiona, how about you? Um, well, I would echo Chi in this that I'm just really looking forward to catching up with friends, particularly friends in the region who have found it difficult to travel and seeing colleagues from um, India and mainland China and Hong Kong as well for the first time in person for such a long time. And I guess we have, as she said, some really exciting data and science being presented, but we also have in this program such a fantastic program focused around global health equity and access to appropriate care in our region. Our region is so diverse and in many ways, you know, we're so challenged politically and riven by so many problems economically and politically. And yet this sort of conference is just an opportunity to forget all that and come together and focus on what we can do for our patients and our families. And I think having Princess Dinah Mered from Jordan, who's such an amazing advocate for the disadvantaged and access to healthcare is just um, an absolute privilege. I'm really looking forward to hearing her and to seeing um, and learning from her about what she's doing in the Middle East to prove access to care for her patients. So that's probably, um, I'm excited about everything, but they're the most exciting things that I can think of. Now, I I agree, uh, you know, having Her Royal Highness come give a a talk to us, I think really is gonna be a, a highlight uh, Ping, anything else that, that you're particularly looking forward to this meeting? Um, like uh, Fiona and Chi said, I kind of felt, uh, felt very isolated for the last three years because of a COVID pandemic. And I can't wait to uh, meet up with uh, old friends as well as to make new ones, particularly in the area of networking, perhaps uh, multidisciplinary collaborations across different countries. Well, that would be a, a, a highlight for me. Yeah, agreed. I mean, when you walk through this meeting, you have something in common with everyone there. Everyone there is involved in the treatment or study of lung cancer. And uh, really, you can you can collaborate with, with almost anybody you run into. I, I particularly am looking forward to the lectureship awards. Those are always favorites of mine to really honor the history and uh, a lot of the, the people that made such a difference in the field. Uh, Narjus, anything that you're looking forward to in the meeting? Well, I think I'm looking forward to see a lot of our colleagues from Asia. We have been separated from them for quite some time due to world events. So I think it's going to be like a big high school reunion in which the community finally will be all together, hopefully, and that we led to new ideas, new collaborations that we advance the science of thoracic malignancies. As we are all looking forward to this, and we discussed this previously, World Conference 2023 has both a live and a virtual auction. Fiona, how important was to maintain a virtual presence and a virtual meeting in this case? You know, I, I think the reality is that COVID has made us think about community in a different way. And I think having a virtual presence is, is really important because it's not always easy for people to travel if you are in a situation where you're either limited because of your health, I know, for example, for some of our patient advocates and their families, it's very difficult to travel, but they really want to engage with the community. 
or um, it's just too expensive to travel for some of our members, then having a virtual presence just means that all of that community is accessible for you too. So it's it's been really important and I'm so glad to see that we can maintain it. And just to add to that, Fiona, I think also has an aspect of gender equity, continuing to have a virtual auction for younger women in their career, they have, you know, childcare responsibility. Men also do. But as we know in society, women tend to carry a lot of the childcare responsibilities. So having their virtual auction allows them to be present while they're still at home. Yes, yeah, so that's so true. I mean, that flexibility to participate as a clinician, as a professional, as well as being able to provide appropriate care for your family, I think it's transformative when you're a young clinician or an early career academic. And it just makes, you know, access to your professional community so much easier. So I, I do think, agree it's an equity issue as well. And the virtual platform is just so good. Um, it's so mm-hmm. intuitive. And I think ISLC has done a really good job uh, refining it over the years to, to the fact where it's, it's just so easy to, to see the data and participate really regardless of where you are. Uh, yeah. I'm looking, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at the clock and I know we're we're up against time. I know all of you are quite busy, but in the last few minutes, I really think our listeners would love to learn a little more about the three of you as co-chairs of the meeting. Chi, can you maybe tell the listeners a little bit about your background and how you ended up focusing on lung cancer care? Uh, sure. Um, I'm uh, trained as a general medical oncologist, but subsequently appointed with a, a you know predominant law looking after lung cancer patient. Uh, when I was going through my PhD training, I basically subspecialized in biostatistics and clinical trials methodology, and hence uh, combined with my clinical work and up leading lung cancer studies, lung cancer trials uh, in Australia. I actually grew up in Singapore and, and uh, you know, being to be able to be appointed as a mm. co-chair and having the conference done in Singapore, obviously, uh, this is something very meaningful to me uh, to be able to help this conference back at home for me. That's so great to hear. It's always good to go back home. Pink, uh, could you share your story and why lung cancer became your focus? Um, I'm a pulmonologist, but I have a special interest in interventional pulmonology. And as you know, uh, this is largely a male-dominated subspecialty. I was inspired to do pulmonology because my grandfather had uh, COPD. And as a child, I used to hide his cigarettes. So I think I'm in a a unique role uh, or place to study more about lung cancer because uh, I could actually procure specimens to better understand carcinogenesis as well as in the creation of biomarkers and perhaps uh, drug drug targeted therapies as well as to improve in the imaging of uh, bronchoscopy. So that's the reason why I am in pulmonology. We're we're glad that you are. Glad you're here with us. Uh, Fiona, we'd, we'd love to hear also about your career path and, and what you what drew you to lung cancer. Um, well, it, it's a little bit of an accidental journey. I actually started out wanting to be a, a palliative care physician. And at the time, you had to choose a specialty to train in first. And the choices were to do physician's training or radiation oncology. And I became a radiation oncologist because I'm crap at cardiology and I could not see myself doing any of the procedures. So I am... Um, became a radiation oncologist and very early in my career 
I was just so blessed to meet David Ball, who is um, was a senior is a senior radiation oncologist at Peter Mac, and yeah. a real giant and mentor who has mentored a whole generation of thoracic radiation oncologists across the world. And um, and it's because of David and and also um, that I largely focus on thoracic oncology. And at the end of the day, I do spend a lot of time caring for families um, and patients who are very ill and um, approaching terminal care. So it's kind of the perfect specialty for me in that sense. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, we, we'd love to keep going, but we are out of time for this episode. So I'd, I'd love to thank all of our three guests here, uh, Dr. Chi Lee. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Fiona Heggie-Johnson. Thanks so much. Dr. Pink Lee. Thank you and goodbye. And thanks to everyone for listening to Lung Cancer Considered, the official ISLC podcast. Be sure to register now for the World Conference on Lung Cancer 2023 at ISLC.org. And we hope to see you in person or virtually in Singapore, September 2023. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Lung Cancer Considered. You can find all our podcasts on our website, islc.org in a newsroom or on SoundCloud. Please take a moment to rank, like, write comments, and share your favorite episodes with your colleagues. 